Welcome back, everybody. This is your boys, Brandon and Scott, and we are back once again. Small hiatus. Almost a couple weeks, but stuff happens. But we back, and we enjoyed our last episode so much, our faith talk, new beginning, that we couldn't get enough. So we're eager to dive more into Bible and our faith talk. So, Mr. Scott, you ready? Go ahead and get into this. All right. So first, we're going to start off by reading um, a few verses out of the Bible. Um, this is out of Psalms 34. We're going to read verses 4 through 8. And this is what it says. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Let's do a little opening prayer. Dear Lord. We come to you today, first of all, to thank you for allowing us to have the opportunity to reach out to people for you, um, to use this platform in a positive manner, Lord. Hopefully this reaches out to the people that need to hear your word. Um, just allow us to do our best as we're starting out to um, to be able to use so your light can shine through. For it's not our will we want to do, Lord, yours. Just uh, once again, just allow the people that need to hear this, hear it, and just keep you centered in this conversation. It's your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, well done, Mr. Scott. It was definitely a lot smoother than my intro into this episode, which <laughs> kind of butchered it. You know what? You did okay. Rusty. A little rusty. It's okay. I mean, heck, it's been, it's been, you know, a lot's going on. A little bit. The scenes, you know, just in life in general, everything from practices to games to rescheduling things to this to that to. And me dealing with my sinuses. Yeah, because we were going to record actually a day or two ago, but Mr. Sky was feeling a little under the weather. And so we had. Held off until he wasn't hacking up along. <laughs> no, now I'm just hacking up um, my esophagus. That's about it. Yeah, well, no. Hopefully. But I'll put that to a minimum today. Uh, so today, you know, we had a number of different things that we could have talked about. We could have gone the route of talking sports because God knows there are a ton of things going on in the world of sports. We'll do that episode down the line, maybe next week. But, you know, something that has been telling me want to talk about the different personal trials and tribulations that we've gone through and you know, what happened and then how did you come out stronger in the end? How did you, you know, turn it into a positive 
thing in your life. Yeah. Because, you know, I've got a number of different, you know, I don't want it to sound like a little pity party. I'm not <laughs> stories out to have people feel bad for me. But it's just stuff that, you know, kind of weighing on me and stuff that I just, you know, want to tell my stories of stuff, you know, everything from my car accident from when I was four years old to just, uh, you know, dealing with depression after separation and just times that oh, I felt I couldn't feel any lower to you know, now here I am. I'm one to get this stuff out to others to show that, you know, no matter what you've gone through, you know, I always remember that Jesus died on the cross for us and he, you know, died for our sins and you know, there's always that, that light, I guess you could say. Yeah, nothing on, on earth that you go through that you feel it's not permanent. There's a season for everything, and we may not know when that season ends. It might feel like eternity, but, you know, that's where your faith comes in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll be honest, you know, I haven't been as, I don't know, that's way to word it, but, you know, like, as into my faith, I guess you could say, I guess to say it bluntly, you know, as into my faith as maybe I should be or should have been. And, you know, it's just, that's another one of those lessons going through and trying to do better. Uh, Things, you know, even the fact that I wanted to at least, you know, given the choice of let's talk sports today or let's talk, faith and inside I'm wanting to talk faith ahead of sports so I feel like that's another step in you know the right direction so to say and you know you know me that's a pretty I feel like that's a pretty substantial step oh yeah <laughs> it really is uh, I mean not saying that God doesn't want us to enjoy ourselves. You know, that's not the case, but, you know, to want to choose to talk about faith over other worldly things, that is a huge step. It really is. It shows, it shows that you are growing in your faith. You know, I'm trying. I'm trying. That's faith. all that's I can all do. That's yeah. all anybody can do. Because once again, we're not perfect. Nobody is. There was only one perfect being in this world. That was Jesus Christ. We are to be like him. Not perfect. <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of, uh, you know, I guess it's something a little different. Yesterday, me and Christina went up to uh, the grocery store because we had already decided that we were going to get some pizzas and throw them in the oven for dinner. Mm-hmm. So we go up there. Christina grabs hers. Go to get mine. It's not in the right spot. There's nothing there. Luckily, like two feet over, right behind something else, there was one pizza left that I get. Because 
I always get this barbecue chicken one because the marinara sauce gives me like acid reef. Like, I don't know what it, it just gives me indigestion, kind of heartburn. It, I don't know. I can't That's really eat regular pizzas anymore because of that. So, sit there on that pizza and I'm, I just stop. I, all things that just stop in the middle of the grocery store, I stand there, I close my eyes, and I just say, in my head, but I'm, I say just the small, the tiniest of little prayers. Just thanking God. Because, you know, it's something small and over the, it, you know, it could be the dumbest thing in some people's eyes. But, you know, I sat there and very well been out. But, you know, I thanked them that the one thing that I was one deep and they had it. So, you know what? Take that and I just thought that was kind of funny, and Christina looked over to me and was like, what, what are you doing? I was like, I just like held a finger up for one second, and then I stopped, and then when I was done, I was like, I was saying a small prayer. Right <laughs> here, in the, and just a small prayer, and thanking the Lord for that, yeah. and a couple of things, and I was doing it, standing there right in the middle of the grocery store. Yeah. So, some people. You know, giving a little, you know, Good prayer. Praise and small. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we sit here every second of every day and give praise and thank the Lord for any and everything because every, we look oh, yeah. at us, us to be able to sit here and have the ability to talk to each other. That's a gift. That's a gift. I, I wake up in the morning thanking God that he allowed me to get up. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. In some... You know, and I but every morning I thank God that, you know, despite everything that has happened or things that I've done in my life, things that I've gone through, and here I am today. Because there's yeah, things when I was four years old, there was a car accident that happened that lucky to even be here. Like I said, I was four years old when it happened. So, you know, speaking of the trials and tribulations, going through some stuff, I mean, heck, one, I can go back over that story of how that happened. I can't remember if if I've told you about my car accident or how long it's been since I've told you about my car accident. Uh, You've told me about the car accident, but that's, I mean, that's another example of a, a trial you went through, even though you were younger. Yeah. Like I said, I was four years old. Four. And this is a pretty traumatic thing that happened. So, for everyone who's listening, I was, I guess you could say set the stage a little bit. So, at the time, me and my mom, it was just me and my mom, we lived on a hill. And it had one of these kind of a steep gravel driveway. The house was, you know, up on the hill a little bit. And the layout of the house, like, if you walk out the front door, there's kind of, just kind of basically look down the hill and see a pond across the street, you know, a little bit to the left, slightly down the hill, uh, a laundry feet. And then where the driveway is on the side of the house, there's an 
was a door kind of on the back part of the house, but on the side where they're uh, like cut through into the laundry room to get into the house. So, all right, from what I remember, my mom had been cleaning the house all day and it was dinner time. So she was like, hey, let's go ahead. Let's go get something to eat. Like, all right, Orzo, let's, I don't know what we were going to go eat. I should, you know, keep thinking, I should ask my mom what we were even going to go eat. Probably McDonald's. Um, so me and my mom, we walk out, walk outside to the car. And like I said, it's a pretty steep driveway, gravel driveway. Well, from where I get out, got in on the passenger side, my mom opened the door to get in on the driver's side. Well, she opened her door. But then she kind of looked down and realized that she had been cleaning and her shirt was dirty and everything. So she stepped right inside the laundry room with the laundry room door open. You could see from where I was in, you know, like the passenger side. You could see my mom right there and she could see me. Well, she looks down for a second, grabs her a shirt. She looks over and the car is not there. He's like, oh, what the heck? <laughs> so what had happened was I got in the passenger side of the car. I think I, I can't remember if I left my door open or not. But got in passenger seat. And this was like, a, I can't remember what year. It was a heavy, it was a Camaro. I can't remember what year it was. But it was a little it wasn't like super, super old, but it was an odd, I can't remember if it was automatic or what. But I climbed in the passenger seat. And then being a kid, you're like, oh, you see a steering wheel. You know, you're always growing up, you sit there, your parents put you in their lap, and you just kind of play with the steering wheel like you're a NASCAR driver. So I see the steering wheel and everything. So I'm like, hmm, okay. So being four years old, I thought it was a great idea. Let's climb across the middle console, get in the driver's seat, and just you know play with the steering wheel. Well, doing that, my knee ended up hitting the gear shift. Knocked the car park, knocked it out of gear. And, and then after that, my knee knocked out of gear. I'm in the driver's seat, hands on the steering wheel, whatever. Well, the car starts rolling backwards down the driveway. Now, remember, my mom left her door open. So the car just starts rolling down. I guess I messed with the steering wheel enough. Well, it was rolling down. And then being four years old, I had no idea. It's a brake or whatever. So I see the door open. I make an attempt. I try to jump out of the car. Keyword. I try. <laughs> well, what ended up happening was I got caught by the door. Mm. So the door hooked my left cheek and I got caught under the door. And again, the door had me by my left cheek. And that led to me being drugged down that gravel driveway. Again, I don't know how many feet. From where I'd mess with the steering wheel, I didn't. The car didn't go all the way to the end of the driveway to the road. 
pretty further because it could have been a lot worse because towards the bottom of the driveway, the car ended up turning up into the driveway or into the yard and then stopped. By that time, I broke my right leg, broke my tailbone. I've got a scar on the back right side of my head. I've got a scar on the back right side of my lower back. I've got other small, minuscule scars. I broke my right leg, broke my tailbone. My cheek was much just hanging off, and they had to stitch it back back up. But, you know, with all of that, it could have been even worse as well, because if the car would have stayed straight and gotten to the road, it would have gone across. And if from that point, even steeper, you would have gone across there, the car could have eventually, like, potentially have gone down that hill and ended up going into a lake or a pond, at least. So it could have been a lot worse. Oh, yeah. And what it was. Like, I wish I still had picture, or I wish I had pictures you know, to be able to post out there because to be able to see the driveway, to see this is what I'm talking about the point of view of if the car would have gotten to the certain point or gotten past this little, you know, the front yard, it could have been a lot worse. And yeah. So That's every day, you know, I have to remind myself about that. You know, every day I look in the mirror and, you know, the scars have faded pretty dramatically. And honestly, on a daily basis, I don't think, you know, I don't, sometimes I forget about my scar. But anytime I recognize it, I always just think back to it. And, you know, I thank the Lord that made it this far. Yeah. Very well could have easily, uh, yeah. Made it to four years old and didn't make, you know, very lucky to be able to make it to five. Now I'm going on 35. Uh, 35. Oh, yeah. Oh. So, yeah, so that was kind of my first traumatic thing in my life. That really helped shape me. Well, yeah, talking about I- a traumatic start to. Well, I, I've got one. I don't know if I've mentioned it on here, and I know I know I've mentioned it to you. But so when I was born, I was born. I was a sick baby. I had right out the gate double bronchial pneumonia, asthma, fever, seizures. It all works. Um, and one night. My mama put me to bed, and uh, throughout the night, I guess I started fussing and crying and stuff. So my mom took me out of my crib and put me in between her and my dad. But in the middle of the night, my mom says she heard this big old scream, and then it stopped. She flipped on the lights. My lips already turned blue. My eyes rolled to the back of my head. My dad had to perform CPR on me. They called the paramedics, um, and it wasn't until the uh, paramedics went to go put an IV in my arm that needle poked my skin, and then I came to and started breathing again. Right. 
though early on <laughs> I've had a struggle of living. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Um, but I firmly believe I'm here for a purpose. Um, there's a reason why God didn't take me at that time. Uh, so yeah. a pretty traumatic, you know, for the first five years of our lives, we're about pretty, uh, Potentially, you know, life-changing events or, you know, losing life, potential life, life loss. Yeah. Oh, man. And there was another time that my, my mom said that I almost died on him, too. My dad had to do CPR again, but that time it wasn't as bad as the time I just described. But, um, yeah. Almost dying on your parents. That's uh that's not fun. Nope. Not at all. Ugh. Yeah, talking about a little bit of heaviness to start. <laughs> like man. And then let's see. But I do believe that's why my mom, you know, she actually got me into church. She never really went too much as you know as I was growing up but she made sure I was dedicated to the church uh, once I became of age to like decide if I want to go on my own or not mm-hmm. she let me make that choice and I chose to go to church and now I'm here well, you know I don't recall when I was younger really going to church I might have gone a few times, like, you know, there's a lot that I can surprise. Like, my mom is like, how do you remember this stuff? I'm like, I don't know. I just do. But I remember a lot about when, me growing up, you know, like in elementary school and early ages and stuff. I remember a lot of things, but that is something that I that doesn't stick out of my mind that I don't believe not until I got to maybe high school when it comes to at least going or at least trying to go to church at mm-hmm. least semi-annually. But that was and ended up going to Beth Haven and trying to go to church there and everything. And that was kind of what ultimately drove me to not going to church. But, you know, we're talking some other trials leading up to that. Mm-hmm. Well, actually... I guess some of the other, uh, I've had so many things, you know, I'm not proud of, you know, in my lower 20s, mm-hmm. how I treated people then and, you know, some of my actions. You know, I never got into drugs. I never did any of that. I would drink, yes. But, you know. For your lower 20s, you know, you do things, you make mistakes. You know, I'm not necessarily proud of how I used to treat people, you know, mostly like different women and stuff and just dating around a lot. Not very, you know, that's something I'm not proud of. And now I take pride, of, I take, I don't know about taking pride. Of, <laughs> um, I'm proud of myself for 
where I've come from where I was. Because, you know, before Christina, I was with my kid's mom, and we were together for, give or take, nine, ten years. And it, when me and her got together, it was just me and her. I didn't waver in, you know, my commitment, or I didn't, you know, being, um, you know, I wasn't the type of person I used to be. I, one of those, I'm, and I made a vow to myself to be a better person, you know, just like I did when I made a vow to myself regarding my kids and, you know, making a promise to myself that my kids are going to grow up and their dad is going to be there every step of the way. You know, me and my dad, my dad wasn't around when I was growing up. I've met him a couple of times here and there. But I didn't know my dad, and you know I don't don't really know him. I would like to, before it's too late. So you know, better late than never. Um, you know, we message here and there, but with his work schedule, he's got less time to be able to do anything. So you know, that's something that I'm hoping here sooner rather than later that we can work on. But you know, that's a promise to myself that. My kids are not going to grow up with their dad not being around. You know, that's why it's so important for me to go to their practices, to go to their games, to be there for them. You know, I pick them up from school every day unless something comes up. Like, you know, I'm proud that I'm able to do that and be in a situation to be able to do that. And, you know, I could go and make a little bit more money doing something, working a job that hours are going to be all over the place. But, where I'm at now, what I'm doing now, making a little bit less money, but sacrificing on the financial aspect to be there and be hopefully a good father. You know, that's something that I take, you know, a lot of passion in, you know, learning, you know, the trial of growing up with a single parent and not necessarily being in the church world or, you know, the church life. But, you know, through different circumstances and things that have happened, you know, I'm 34 and I'm slowly, you know, maybe at a snail's pace, but I'm slowly trying to, you know, creep closer and more into that life. That makes sense. Total sense. And we're still going to make mistakes along the way. I mean, I don't have a biological kid, but I don't treat my stepdaughter any different than I would my own kid. So, as you're learning to be a parent, I'm in, you know, in that journey of learning to be a parent as well. Um, I also learned to be a parent to a kid with special needs. Because mm-hmm. um, in your mind, you've got that mindset of, okay, so my daughter is almost 13 years old. She, uh, 
She has several different medical issues on top of her special needs. I would list them, but I could do a whole episode on just listing everything she's got. Um, Ain't that the truth? So, in, for instance, in my mind, I'm going, okay, she's 12, almost 13. This is what she should be doing. This is how she should be uh, reacting or taking in information and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But her mind isn't at a 12 or 13-year-old level. It's only at a 5 to 6-year-old level. So where you see a 12, 13-year-old, her behaviors is of a 5 to 6-year-old. So it's almost contradicting to yourself that at times and am i still learning that you know um do i forget sometimes and expect a little too much on certain things yeah um it feels like every day is a constant you have to constantly remind yourself yeah hey she's this age but gotta remember gotta keep that little side note but she's really this age her body's this age but her mind is this age now, there are things that she does that I know that she she can do, and there's things that she does that I know she's using people at the same time, oh. and I call her out for it, too, just so she knows I know what you're doing. Well, one thing that we can both agree on, she better not be, you know, you've been talking of her crush and kissing boy kissing a boy oh, okay. or whatever. Oh, we're, we're going to be pulling some, you know, good cop, bad cop, or bad cop, bad cop on them. Like, we're going to do some interrogating, like, yeah, we're going to, you know, give them kind of a, maybe a spear out of nowhere if we have to, you know. RKO. Yeah, RKO out of nowhere, just, you know, be like, hey, what's that? Stunner! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that listen to us that they understand the struggles too. I mean, being a parent alone mm-hmm. is a struggle nowadays, just because everything you gotta go over with them and tell them what to look out for, and you're doing your best trying to be accountable that of what God holds you accountable for of your family, mm-hmm. uh, especially as a guy. I mean, you're responsible for everything. Um, like I know it's maybe not daily anymore, but there for the longest time, you know, my kids, you know, they're six and eight years old. They would constantly, you know, especially when it first happened, why, you know, they would ask daddy, you know, daddy, why can't you come, you know, live with us and mommy, or why are you not here with mommy and us and everything? And, you know, I would just constantly have to remind them. You know, at first, my response is, go ask your mom. <laughs> right. But then it was like, you know, think, and they would start asking, you know, why are you and mommy not together anymore? And I would just say, you know, things between me and mommy, they just weren't meant to be. You know, we're still cordial. You know, we conversate regularly when it comes to the kids. And we're pretty... Or I would say we're like 100% on the same page. I mean, you know, it is what it is. But I think compared to a lot of exes with kids and kids and with households, we 
do a pretty solid job of being <coughs> on the same page when it comes to the kids. You know, when it comes to being parents of them and, you know, agreeing on how we're raising our kids. So, and it's always good to be on the same page. Yeah. And, you know, Christina brings it up, you know, and me and her have conversations as well because playing on having a another kid. Some more kids. And kids. Plural. Yes. I say kid. Uh, you know, we have conversations about, you know, when me and her are parents of a child between us, how we're going to parent them. And, you know, when, when we get there, things still fall into place. Yep. Um, but, you know, So backtracking back to the whole point of you know talking about trials and tribulations in this episode. Um, yeah, I was going yeah. to ask you real quick. So at that time, with you know not really being in the church when you had that accident, you know what brought you through it that you can remember. Um. Now that one, that one's a little bit harder to really tell. Mm-hmm. I think the thing I remember the most is just the overabundance amount of love and support from obviously my mom, my family, because you know when I remember, besides being hooked up to a catheter and stuff, four years old, and that hurt like a <laughs> you know, a bag of bees, uh, bag of bees. Heck, anyways. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, the one thing I do remember is seeing the amount of flowers and the amount of cards and things like that of just showing support and you know people saying they you know they're praying for me and um you know by being four years old you know I do at least kind of some of those little mental flashes of, I remember just kind of seeing, you know, I don't remember all the people being there, but seeing everything, you know, surrounded by flowers and stuff and just knowing, you know, the support that, you know, that I had. And, you know, looking back now, you know, people, family, friends praying for me. And now, Years later, I can look back on that and be thankful. You know, went through, you know, it's also, you know, even at a young age, I went through something and I survived. And, you know, that translates even to down the line after me and my kids' moms, whatever. You know, that was kind of, it was more of a mutual agreement, but more of that she broke it off, and, you know, even though I was want to work through things, um, but, you know, it is what it is, but immediately following that, for months, I was just so down, like, I thought 
what did, what could I have done better? What could I have, what did I do wrong? Maybe I could have done this different. And that just played on my mind um, because, you know, and the lowest, like, I just felt like I kept getting like lower and lower in my mind, more and more depressed. Well, one of the times that you know, we kind of changed some things, um, there was New Year's Eve, and it, I came off of having COVID during Christmas. And New Year's Eve, I finally got to see my kids again. They got to do their Christmas and everything. But then the kids fell asleep before midnight, and I ended up laying in bed. It was like 1130. And I laid in bed, and it just kind of everything hit me, and I just lay there and cried myself to sleep. And then there was another time where didn't have the kids on a certain day. They were out of town or vacation or something. And nobody was home. My mom was gone. I had a little extra money. So where my house is, I walked two streets over and there's a Hooters. So I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go walk up there, have some meat, maybe have some drinks, watch some sports on TV, and then... If anybody feels like meet me up there to hang out, uh, then I'll just come home. Well, went up there, sat down, ate, had a few drinks, you know, kind of put some feelers out to some people to see if anybody wanted to come join or anything like that. But nobody would. So then I drank a little bit more. Then I you know, had a couple more drinks and then time I left, you know, I wasn't like blackout drunk, but I was pretty tipsy. You know, I was, I had, you know, a handful of drinks. So, you know, I don't drive. I walked home and it was two blocks over. So, walked home, came home, grabbed a, another drink, sat down, took one drink out of it, set the drink down, and kind of broke down. And I just sat there for like 15, 20 minutes and just kind of got all the emotions out. And, you know, that, yeah. And, you know, it was, it was a very tough time, but, you know, one, I, the other side of that, you know, but I ended up using, so that kind of springboarded me, um, to now, when it comes to drinking, I very rarely drink. And if I do drink, I don't drink much. Like, I very rarely drink. Like, like I said it before, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, if there's any plans at all for my bachelor party, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm up a creek on that one. But, um, so, you know, that is a positive that came out of it, is that I'm not you're not eager to want to go out and drink a whole lot like you used to. Yeah, I, I don't feel reliant on drinking to help me feel better or to help me get through something. Yeah. And then, you know, the whole New Year's Eve thing and feeling depressed. And then after that, I pretty much put my foot down and I said, you know what? I could sit, I could keep sitting here by myself and feeling sorry for myself and wondering what did I do wrong? Why, why me? Blah, blah, blah. You know, boo-hoo. 
So at that point, stopped with the drinking and I traded that in for going to the gym. So at that point, I wasn't working. I was on Social Security. So I had an income at the time and I didn't have as much expenses. So while the kids were at school, I would go to the gym. So there for a few months, I would go to the gym for like four hours a day, like five or six days a week because I had nothing else to do. And you know, at that time, I went from about 280 pounds down to like 240. And you know, now I'm about 250 because I've gained some muscle. But anyways, you know, I made a healthier um, change in my life. When it comes to, you know, I wanted to better myself physically, which helped mentally. And, you know, now I feel like you know, I'm still working on myself physically, still working on myself mentally. But now I'm adding in, I want to, I'm trying to make a keen effort on building and working on myself spiritually. And I'm hoping, you know, this podcast, you know, this helps us dive deeper. Yes, dive deeper because now I'm wanting to learn more about the Bible. I want to learn more about, you know, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I want to learn more about God. I want to learn more about why and all that good stuff. So, um, well, I mean, also yeah. on my part, you know, how I've, you know, kept my faith and helped me on some of the downsides, um, you know, Going through my divorce, we didn't have any kids or anything, but for some reason I, I took it really, really hard. I guess because finding out that your, you know, your significant other that you're supposed to be spending the rest of your life with, and made that commitment in the presence of God and all your families, mm-hmm. find out that she's cheated on you and been unfaithful. I guess that's why I took it so hard and. All of our relationships, she would talk about if she ever caught me cheating or yada, 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 that that would be the end of us. But then she ended up being the one that cheated on me. Yeah. And, no, and yes, I, be, I backslid a lot <laughs> during that time. Um, of course, I constantly went to uh, a strip club about every other week um, down the road from where I lived at the time. And I would I would drink, smoke weed, uh, did a lot of stuff I'm not proud of. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I've had many breakdowns in the process. Just didn't understand why this was happening to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Until finally one day, it's almost like God just shook me and woke me up and I finally just broke down and I just had a long conversation with God and look at me six years later I am in another marriage six years strong Mm mm-hmm Someone who I now see as, you know, as we talk, we, I know we constantly say that, you know, we're brothers from another mother, 
you know, but, you know, I see, you know, your wife as a sister. Yep. Just like I see Christina as a sister to me. Oh. And, but I didn't fully see it then, but now I, I realize there was another purpose for me. My, my first wife was probably keeping me from the journey God wanted me to take. And over the years, it's been revealed. I was meant to be here to help Amber with Jayanna. And, you know, amongst other things, my spiritual journey. Because Amber keeps, keeps me in check. I keep her in check. And that's what marriages are supposed to be. You keep each other in check and, you know, hold each other accountable. Each we do. Are always there for each other. Like me and you, we're not married to each other, but we're always there for each other. Yep. And, you know, you got that kind of bond, though. But, um, yep. yeah. I mean, those, up, my wife's telling me I need to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, I've got a couple messages from fiance. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe God's telling us, OK, let's cut this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, the whole point of this was getting some baggage kind of that we've had out and, you know, just I feel like getting some of those like trials that we've gone throughout and, you know, kind of a little bit of weight off your shoulders. Uh, that was kind of the whole point. I just wanted to get these stories out there. You know, hopefully when he hears them and they can go, you know what? I can relate to that. Yeah. Because everybody's got their own stories. Everybody's gone through stuff. And I would love, you know, we would love to hear about, you know, your stories. So um, before I give, you know, all the socials and all that stuff, um, would like to uh, close this out in a quick prayer if you're on board with that. No, let's go. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity to just empty out my heart and to just get some of this baggage out and express the trials that I've gone through in life and how that we haven't let these trials keep us down and we've lived, we've learned and these trials that you've given us have forged us into better men, better people, better husbands and hopefully have improved our faith in you and Lord, we just thank you for the ability to do this and thank you for the future opportunities that we will have to do this. And we also just hope that even if it's just one person who hears our people more of our testimonies, that they can be able to relate and use this as a positive way in their life to where they can come out better off in the end, whether it's one person, two people, 
you know, Lord, we just thank you for the ability to go through your word and thank you for everything that you have done in our lives and everything that you continue to do and everything that you will do in our lives. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That was really good, Brandon. That was a good prayer. Yeah, I'm, you know, that's something I'm still working on myself of getting those prayers out. Like, I've gotten better at praying myself, but getting them and voicing them, getting them out there. I'm still working on it. So, but you know what? Start somewhere. And if we make mistakes, you know what? We learn from them, we move on, we do better. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, if you have any stories of any trials or anything that you've gone through and, you know, how you came out better or stronger, what you did to overcome those and you know, be better off in the end, you know, love to hear your stories. You can email us. Our email is thebstpod at gmail.com. It is up on Instagram, uh, which need to do a better job of posting things on Instagram and Twitter, but hit us up on Instagram at, at the underscore BST underscore podcast. Also on Twitter at the underscore BST underscore podcast. Um, make sure to check us out on Facebook, the BST podcast, and also join our discussion group that we're Really trying to build up the numbers on uh, the BST podcast discussion group, and you know, we would love to hear from you. Um, we're still, you know, we're still trying to uh, find time to do some extra things. We got a number of things, you know, in line for the future. But you know, last few weeks have been hectic, but we're gonna get back on a more normal schedule and get hopefully get. Some more faith content out here soon. You know, we'll get our sports episodes and some other episodes out there as well. So, you know, stick with us, bear with us. But also, you know, thank you for all the support and the fact that, you know, it's a small milestone. But, you know, I'll say it on here. We've crossed over 100 listens, 100 downloads. Um, actually, right now, I think. At 125, so we, you know, started doing this just for fun, and here we are. We've at least reached the ears of over 100 people, so 100 download milestone, little milestone, but it's cause for celebration. And who knows, maybe we'll, uh, you know, somebody can let us know, pick a topic for a special episode, and we can, uh, you know, on it as like a celebration episode. Towards. Yep. So, um, you got any final words, Mr. Scott, before we wrap it up? Nope, I think we're good. All right. Well, always Brandon Scott, BST Podcast. Thank you for joining us today and look forward to the next time. Yeah, God bless everybody. See ya.